Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to the Great Transylvanian Bite-Off, where this week we're putting just some of the best Hawaiian shirts I've ever seen in a movie and nondescript truck against a vampire with a pretty kick-ass plan. My name is Daniel Kunkel. And I am Evan Morkal. This week, taking a little break from our old friend, Drac. Yeah, a little breath. Because it's always exciting when a major studio spends $100 million on a whack-ass vampire movie, and we Hell had yeah. to talk about Day Shift. <laughs> Brand new movie out on Netflix, directed by J.J. Perry. His first directing credit, which holy shit, what a great one. Yeah. Starring Jamie Foxx uh, as Bud. He is a vampire hunter. One of my favorite vampires I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Easily top 10. Hunter. Like, holy shit. Smart but funny. Charming and not weird. Kick ass. Uh, Dave Franco as the part Dave Franco always plays. Uh, and Carla Souza as Audrey San Fernando. She is our main uh, vampire lord in this movie. Great powers, great personality, funny, spooky, great fashion. Yeah, she looked really good. She did look really good. Uh, I, she honestly, great. Though this shouldn't be surprising. This is a Netflix movie. Yeah. Everyone looked excellent. I you, was scared when it was a Netflix movie. Uh huh. Because you talk about a hit, hit or miss original yeah. production. Yeah. I don't think anyone has reached such highs and also <laughs> such lows as Netflix with all of their original movies. That's absolutely true. But we both should have known this one was a hit when Snoop Dogg was in it as Big John Elliott. Big John Elliott. Snoop Dogg, not a good actor. <laughs> not a good actor. No. We, like That's the baseline. But my God, <laughs> I, t I forgot what I texted you, but something like he's just so much fun to watch. Yes. I believe you said he's the epitome of charisma. Yes. He is. He's, he just exudes it on screen because he's so unabashed in who he is. And yeah. uh, I wonder how much of this character's fashion, outfits, lines, everything was just Snoop being like, I want to do this. And then being yeah. like, yeah, whatever you say, Snoop Dogg. Sure. Like, sure. You get a you get a yes on whatever you want. This is a hundred million dollars, and I think a lot of that went to the cast. I totally agree. I mean, especially between those top three, as we've talked about, Jamie Foxx, Dave Franco, Snoop Dogg, like those two each got a good chunk. Peter Stormare is in this. I mean, an automatic check on the box for me yes. is if Peter Stormare is in it. Uh, we talk about the cast. This, and we're going to talk about the director in a sec. This cast and this directing team is full of all-star stunt performers. Yes. That's what these guys do, and it really shows. This this was part of the advertising campaign, and it's abundantly clear, especially in one particular part of the movie that we'll talk about a lot, I'm sure. This is, I think this is Netflix's attempt to get a John Wick franchise off the ground. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And it does not, you can't mention uh, John Wick and sort of an attempt at that type of franchise without saying that the director and creator of John Wick, Chad Stahelski, he is on the producing team for this. A lot of these people have an overlap with that. And frankly, I'd be really down to watch that. It feels like it's building a franchise. I'm not trying to say it doesn't feel like it is setting up a thousand spinoffs, sequels, whatever, because it does. But it's so much fun with it. It has a lot of fun with vampires. We get a lot of specific things, particularly around their weaknesses, there are a lot of scenes that are just Jamie Foxx being like, this will kill them, this will kill them, this will stun them, then you got to shoot them and then it'll kill them. You know, it's like a lot of scenes. Most of the exposition is not actually exposition. It's just how do we kill vampires in yeah. this world? In this world. And, I, and that's what makes it work. That's what makes it fun. There isn't like. You know a little bit about about Jamie Foxx's character. You know a little bit about Snoop Dogg. You know nothing about Dave Franco. The backstory of these characters don't matter mm -hmm. at all. It's it's entirely about the whole world, the whole picture, which is, I think, what made John Wick very appealing. In addition, obviously, to the action, which we'll talk at length, probably mm -hmm. too much about. The story of this is really, really straightforward. Jamie Foxx 
uh, has separated from his wife, but he's still very close to his child. And he's still very close to his uh, ex-wife. But mm-hmm. uh, his ex-wife has decided to move to Florida to be closer to her mother. Jamie Foxx says, please don't do that. Please don't take my daughter away. She's like, look, we can't afford to send her to school. She needs braces. We just don't have the money for this. So Jamie Foxx is a non-union vampire hunter there is a union of vampire hunters he's non-union so he can't make enough money in the amount of time he has seven days to make ten thousand dollars but because he's non-union he can't (laughs) make enough money so he has to call in snoop dog who is a part of the union and jimmy fox was kicked out of the union so he's familiar with it but he broke too many rules was kicked out he has to call in snoop dog snoop dog vouches for him and gets him back in the union and then but jimmy fox is assigned to the day shift which is a lot worse time to be hunting vampires because obviously they're all hidden inside. (laughs) Dave Franco (laughs) is like a desk guy who gets assigned as his union liaison to supervise him. This is just so much fun. What a fun premise. It's great. And it's pro-union. And it's pro-union. Yeah, the whole thing is like, look, you're not going to make as much money. There's not much protection. It's really important to be part of unions, you know? And you're like, yeah, Yeah, it is. You're right. Do you want to talk about the actual plot of this movie, like the bad guy and everything? Yeah, sure. So the, she's the, kind of important, I guess. Yeah, I, we're, since we're going to grade her, we might as well talk about uh, Carla Souza as Audrey San Fernando, whom is, I know no other way to describe her as a vampire real estate agent. I mean, yes. she is, that's what she does. Uh, she is using her status as a real estate agent to buy up land, buy up property, um, so she can create a larger vampire system and reinstill this sort of old hierarchy wherein vampires were worshipped as gods. That's her plan. It's great. As far as I'm concerned, this is a wonderful idea. Uh, <laughs> it's hilarious that she's in the sunniest state in the United States for it. Uh, oh, yeah. But, sorry. They're in the San Fernando Valley. I don't I don't think I actually said yeah, that. I don't think we <laughs> yeah, uh, they're like right that. outside L.A., basically. But uh, it's Great. Um, she's really fun. Uh, basically, the the plot that gets this whole thing going is that Jamie Foxx character, Bud, uh, starts the rodeo off by killing two vampires, normal day as always, except one of them was a little old lady who just so happened to be the daughter of Audrey San Fernando. Audrey f- goes to visit her daughter, discovers she's dead, and then tracks down Bud. Uh, once she tracks down Bud, she captures, she kidnaps his family, holds him hostage. Bud has no choice but to bring together his merry band of vampire hunters and vampires. There's a, there's a one vampire on the team. Actually, I guess two. Uh, Dave Franco's character gets turned during this portion of the movie and joins the fight. And then obviously Snoop Dogg joins in as well. Big John Elliott shows up to, uh, they all team together enter the vampire horde and then we get a we get a some pretty kick-ass fights the action in this is excellent i'm sure as you said we're going to spend too much time talking about it absolutely Uh, jamie fox gets stuck in a one-on-one situation with audrey at the end there to try and save his family he's obviously he can't really fight her but he can trick her pulls out a little silver wire cuts her head off and um saves the day they drive off to join the union <laughs> yeah it's a it's a very simple movie i think the length is pretty perfect it's yeah. like an hour 46 47 yeah. ish the length is perfect the cast is excellent my god how is jamie fox in such good shape for being 54 years old he doesn't age he doesn't he age. could do this for another 10 years easy easily yeah and i think that's the smartest thing is like John Wick, for all its things, everything it has going for us, Keanu is not a charismatic actor. No. He is charismatic of a sort, but Jamie Foxx is just like, he's funny, and he's like cracking jokes with every character. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a charisma level that Keanu just doesn't have. Yeah. And it makes for such an... Because at first when I saw the trailer, I was like, okay, we're going to go like super funny, funny with this, you know, try to go in a really opposite direction with our usual vampire hunter, you know, leather coat, blah, blah, vibe. No, not at all. Like there are 
there are jokes. It is very funny, but there are very serious moments as well. Like yeah. uh, the whole reason Peter Stormare gets taken is he is kind of a non-union vampire teeth buyer. And also he's buys a great. lot of guns and just has fun with that, I guess. It's, he's you know. wonderful. He just hangs out in the back of a pawn shop. He's got guns on the guns on the walls, masks. a tooth <laughs> collection, gas masks. <laughs> this guy's great. He's great. But when when Jamie Foxx goes to like <laughs> Jamie Foxx just goes to him at first to buy some weapons because he needs some guns now to hunt some vampires. And he kind of knows he's being hunted by a, a vampire, but he goes in the back room and sees that um <laughs> He sees that what's her face that um, Carla Souza has pulled out Peter Stormare's teeth yes. and made them spell out bud. That's <laughs> horrifying. Yeah, absolutely. And her whole like evil plan for Jamie Foxx's family is she kidnaps his ex-wife and his daughter. And she's like, I'm going to turn your daughter and then I'm going to make her feed on your wife. <laughs> it's pretty Jesus fucked up. <laughs> Christ, that's fucked up. And what I love is that they. They really do go for it. I mean, this is all it's pretty action driven, intense. Like she is pretty damn frightening. Carla Souza, shout out to Carla. She goes for it pretty hard in this. This feels like a little bit of a challenge. We're going to we're going to keep comparing it to John Wick. I'm sorry, but it's inevitable. The this feels like a challenge to do the action of John Wick and the blood and the gore effects, but to do it almost entirely in daylight. Yeah. John Wick has very few daytime fight scenes. I can really only think of the end of the first one and probably mm-hmm. something in the third one. Yeah. This one, 99% of the action is in broad daylight. Yeah. And it's exactly what you don't expect for a vampire movie, Absolutely. which is part of why it's so enjoyable. Is there like, you know, we're going to set this around LA and we're really going to embrace the vibe. What better vibe for that could you pick than putting snoop dog in it uh it's just it's really fun i I think they nailed it i mean we're gonna the the critical reception has not been great uh but i think you came up with a you came up with a great comparison for this movie earlier yes this is just it's it feels like hellboy it feels like the original 2005 hellboy and I love that movie. I don't yeah. say that lightly. I love that movie. I still think it's one of the best comic book movies ever made. I totally agree. This has that same sort of vibe where like, look, it's not getting a great reception right now. But frankly, if they make a sequel to this and it comes out in two years, I wouldn't be surprised if it was still a hit. Like people would keep coming back and watching this. This is going to have a lot of rewatchability factor going on. I'll do a little bit of thing. If you've never seen John Wick, which is understandable for some folks, like if you've never seen John Wick, a main appeal of that movie is the fact that there are these world. This is underworld of assassins and they have their entire network. They have their own banks. They have their own everything, you know, guns, dealers, armor makers, car suppliers, people to clean up bodies. They have their whole system. Day Shift does the exact same thing, but for vampire hunters. And this union has... I mean, it's got like thousands of bylaws. It's got its own trade system. It has international trade with other vampire hunters in Paris, London, China, like all over the world. Um, At one point, I think probably my favorite moment of the show there, it's like the first hunt that Jamie Foxx and Dave Franco go on. And these two guys, the Nazarian brothers, pull up in their own van. First of all. It's modern day L.A. and they can't just be walking around as vampire hunters. So everyone just pretends to be a different type of cleaner so they can have a big truck or van to hide all their vampire hunter shit. in. (laughs) Jamie Foxx pretends to be a pool cleaner. The Nazarian brothers just pretend to be house cleaners. It's great. It's excellent. These guys pull up and they're all like Jay Franco's like, oh, shit, that's the Nazarian brothers. They are like big time hunters. And they they pull up next to each other and they're like, hey, but how you doing? And they're kind of like nondescript Eastern European. Yeah. It's a little like, OK, cool. But they pull up and they're just like, <laughs> they're like, let's do this hunt together. Let's take down this house together. We split the profit 50 50. At first, Jamie Foxx isn't going to do it. And he's like, fine, I guess that's a good idea. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. And then they all walk up to the house in just like very different (laughs) vampire hunter gear. Jamie Foxx is constantly rocking a sawed off shotgun with like 
I'm trying to remember what's in the bullets. It's, it's uh, wood shavings because vampires are allergic to wood. That's that's why they are weak to it in this case. No cross weaknesses in this movie, nope. by the way. What did you think about that? I loved it. Get yeah. the cross out of there. Get the s- symbolic shit out of there. Let's just go for like, this is some sort of parasitic disease. There, Jamie Foxx, I think at one point is like talking to Dave Franco. He's like, you think they're humans because they used to be humans. He's like, they're not. They're a, they're an evolutionary mistake. They are yeah. they are. A, a glitch in the evolutionary system. Oh, no, that's Peter Stormare. He, was gets Peter Stormare that, yes. he gets that great when uh, when Audrey San Fernando shows up and she's trying to intimidate him and he's just all like, look, you vampires shouldn't be here. You're a parasitic mutation that should have died <sighs> out thousands of years ago. Oh. And it was just like, oh, he's going for it. He died naturally, but he went for <laughs> it. It was great while it lasted. He committed. He committed to the bit, you know? Yeah. And then they go on this hunt together. So, like, yeah, like, Jamie Foxx has, like, uh, just, like, a pistol and a shotgun. Dave Franco doesn't have anything. They give him, like, this special collar <laughs> so the vampires can't bite him. It's like it's a on neck the brace that has, yeah. <laughs> like, steel That's, like, reinforced. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And then these two brothers, one of them has just, like, a massive automatic shotgun, and the other one just has, like, stakes everywhere on his body and yeah. ammunition. One of the coolest swords yet. The, oh. the sword that's sheathed is a giant wooden stake. Woo-hoo! And it's at one awesome. point, at one point, he stakes two vampires, then pulls out the sword from the sheath oh my and God. slices off their head. It's so clean. We're gonna spend about fifteen minutes talking about this house fight scene yeah. real quick. It's it's truly a great fight. It's so good. It's I think it's we and we watched Prey because I was I was. Mm-hmm. at your apartment this weekend i watched we watched prey prey is excellent it is very good i'm very glad we called it our movie of the year yeah and it still probably is and the fight scenes of that are excellent 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 but they're very serious fight scenes yeah and there's something so fun about a fight scene that's not afraid to be a little silly exactly and these fights are all a little silly one of the things that i love about the vampires in this series is that they're hyper durable. I mean, we know yeah. vampires are hard to kill, but in this, they're like, nah, you can break their neck 18 different ways. They're still going to come back. Yeah. And they in this particular fight, there's this like contortionist vampire that pops out from a vent to go after they Dave Franco. They all kind of do that. Did you notice yes, that? Yes, a lot I of them that do was it. Their, it was like the conscious choice. They all are into like Black Widow fighting where they kind of like crawl over you a little bit. Yes. Well, it made it's me an wonder. Awesome choice. One of the cool things about this is they also established that there's different sort of breeds of vampires i can't remember them all but there's like um there's like there's the ubers ubers eastern, <laughs> eastern southern southern and then there's like two more aren't there i thought there were only four i'll Maybe look at them you keep talking um it's a really cool idea though that like of course not all vampires are the same there's also zombie vampires which is really cool um, there's zombie van- oh, that's uh, that's the other it's like eastern southern uber the eastern gets a fun little nosferatu th- uh, throw yes. out dave franco's like it he's an eastern you can tell because he's got the two teeth in the front and you're like oh that's so that's cool dope. uh what, what i awesome love though choice. is in my mind at least because of this sort of there's different breeds of vampires there's different types they fight in different ways and I, in my mind, at least some of them were fighting with that sort of Black Widow-y sort of like crawl all over you, flip you around sort of technique. Others yep. were a little bit more straightforward kind of brawlers. Um, some were a little bit more animalistic. It was it was fun. It felt like there was a little little distinctions to each one that made it really sort of um, uh, really well thought out. And it makes this fight so fun, too, because, as you said, we have. Four different characters fighting all these different styles of vampires and the four fighters fight in completely different ways. So you're constantly getting something new in your in your combat on screen. Before they even bust into the house, do you learn so much about the Nazarian brothers? Because one of them is like six some gum in his mouth and Dave Franco's like, what's that? He's like garlic gum. If one of them gets close, I spit it in their face and it melts their face, first of all. <laughs> Very, very good. Very Second good. of all, the one brother is like, do you have an extra piece? And the guy showing the gum turns around, spits the gum in the air, and the other guy catches it and starts chewing it. <laughs> Foul. Dave Franco's like, 
do you guys always do that? And the one guy's like, we shared everything. <laughs> and throughout the whole fight, like you said, everybody's fighting a little differently. Dave Franco's mostly just like blocking because he's trying to constantly get away from the vampires. Jamie Foxx just kind of kicks doors in, shotgun goes off. Um, but the two brothers fight together so mm-hmm. one is like great moment and one of them like stabs one of them the other guy with the shotgun's like brother i'm out and he like like unloads his gun just reaches onto the back of the other brother there's a magazine there takes it off loads it again starts shooting at one point he grabs one of them he's got a pistol out puts it against the head tries to shoot it doesn't work he's like i need one <laughs> and in the best shot of the movie the one brother knocks a vampire with the butt of his gun, pulls back the the slide, the top part of the gun, which if you don't know, in a semi-automatic pistol just causes a round, a, a bullet to be ejected. I'm not using all the technical terms, but it's a comedy podcast. He pulls it out. The bullet goes flying through the air. The other brother pushes the vampire, cocks his gun at the same time to catch the bullet, turns around, shoots the vampire. It's great. Incredible. It's such incredible. You know, part of what makes it so cool, too, is they said, all right, what if John Wick had a partner and Mm. that partner fought in all the ways John Wick isn't right now? Because one brother is fighting with the gun fu sort of deal. He's got the automatic shotgun and it's very just like move one guy out of the way, clear shot, take a shot, move the other one out of the way, clear shot, take a shot. It's over and over again. He's always sort of in line on target. And then the other brother's just running around with, as you said, he's got stakes and blades everywhere. everywhere, When the hatchet comes out, for those who don't know, Daniel Kunkel's current stage combat obsession is a hatchet. And this guy brings out a hatchet. And I just knew (laughs) this movie's for Daniel. And then he starts throwing it. And the way he pulls it through the other guy's head towards the end. Oh, it's brutal. It's it's been a weekend for hatchet lovers because Prey also very notably had a hatchet going on in it as well. It's I mean, it's just fucking fun. I'm I'm flipping through reviews because I'm like people. A lot of people reviewing it. I'm like, I, I you didn't get it. Right. You it's all we talk about constantly. You went into it with a certain expectation. And when it didn't meet that expectation, you were just like bad. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 no. You got to let the movie wash over you. You can't go in with expectation. I'm loving uh, Michael Ordana of Los Angeles time called the film, quote, a damned delight and said one would be tempted to call it the best horror comedy of 2022 so far. But it mixes so many genres. It's more like 2022's best horror buddy cop cartel drama (laughs) bounty hunter martial arts action comedy so far. Uh, Hollywood Reporter, a rambunctious, strange, and occasionally humorous action thriller comedy. 1,000% agree. I was curious what our good friends over at RogerDebert.com had to say about mm-hmm. it. Two and a half stars. I will agree with that. Okay. Pretty fair ranking here. Yeah. It starts with a description of dollar theaters. And dollar theaters, it gives the whole history. <laughs> dollar theaters were places where for a dollar you could see a rerun of movies. They weren't great movies, usually. A lot of times they were cheap horror movies, a couple of like adult-ish films, you know, Mm -hmm. weird sci-fi. The review goes on. This little film exhibition history lesson is is by way of letting you know that the straight to Netflix horror comedy Day Shift is a film out of its correct time period. When people say that a film is, quote, made for theaters, they often mean that it's opulent, expensive and long. But this movie belongs in a different kind of theater. Its flaws would recede in a packed house full of paying customers who sat down, buzzed on their intoxicant of choice, eager to watch something that pushed their buttons. This is a movie that you talk that you talk back to in excitement, fright or amusement or because it did something corny or dumb and you can feel that everyone around you recognizes it recognizes it too. That's a great review. Perfect. Perfect description of the movie. You don't go into this being like, "Oh, yes, excellent." Yeah. Gladiator style epic movie exactly. or like a think piece or like a Annie Hall, like none of that shit. You can you can look at some of the reviews for this and you can tell people did not realize that they were just going in to have fun because yes. that's really all you're here to do. I mean, there's a whole car chase sequence in this where Jamie Foxx, he, he gets yes. into his uh, unnamed truck and uh, they <laughs> have this whole this whole uh, chase scene. His daughter hops in too. his daughter's in the car. He gives, he gives his daughter her iPad, starts a little racing game, puts the headphones <laughs> on her, and is like, all right, there's going to be some weird driving now, okay? All right. 
And then she proceeds to race this whole time while he's having this like guns firing, just insane car chase. Look, if if you're not in it to laugh at that sequence, to go in being like, this is just straight comedy and fun. Don't watch the movie. You're going to be disappointed. If you're expecting yes. brooding vampires, please stay away from this one. But if you're just here to have fun time, watch some explosions and watch Snoop Dogg mow down some vamps with an awesome minigun. With an impossible minigun. An impossible minigun. <laughs> the, mini the physics of his minigun. Snoop Dogg shows up at the end of the movie to save the day. Of course he does. You can feel it building up to Snoop Dogg ramming his massive dodge <laughs> through the damn wall. Snoop shows up, steps out, black trench coat, black shirt, black pants, minigun that says Big Bertha written on it, <laughs> and the widest damn brim black hat you ever seen in your life. And of course he's got a joint in his mouth because it's Snoop Dogg, and I'm pretty yeah. sure it's in his contract. Exactly. Miniguns fire a lot of bullets really fast. <laughs> and the point of miniguns is to fire a lot of bullets really fast. They have very long barrels, though. This does a couple of things. One, <laughs> heat distribution. Two, accuracy. Three, recoil. These are why most things exist. This is why most guns are built this way. Snoop Dogg said, fuck that. And his minigun barrel is about mm, a foot and a half long. <laughs> it looks like if you, it's the sort of thing where if it was like fired in real life, I think you'd pull the trigger and you'd instantly be about 50 feet backwards. Absolutely. They, you know what, whoever, whoever did this really loved him, some Terminator 2 kind of vibes. Oh, yeah. And I really love and respect that. Except for the fact that that minigun probably had about 75 pounds on this one, and it was yeah. being carried by, carried by Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime. Uh, but I don't care. It's great. It's awesome. It's fun. And I was... I was worried because you can there's a certain uh, trainer. I think he's a professional speed shooter who is the one who very much along with the John Wick original crew really developed the kind of modern action movie thing you see mostly with like every guns on a sling. It'll be like shotgun, shotgun, sling, draw the pistol, go, 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 move. It's a it's a beautiful it is it is balletic. Yeah. The way that a lot of action movies work now. Extraction did this. I'm assuming Gray Man does this, too. Like yeah. the Russo brothers really latched onto this as well with their action movies. And I was worried because I was like, I'm sure they sent you can you can tell like if you've seen enough movies and if you've seen enough videos of this guy training like Keanu and Halle Berry, like you can recognize it very quickly. And Snoop is de or um, uh, Jimmy Fox is definitely doing that. Yeah. And that's great, except at a certain point, uh, the strictness, like sticking to reality that closely can sometimes shoot you in the ass. Yes. It hasn't really happened with John Wick yet. But I was worried about it in this movie because I was like, listen, there's vampires. Like, I don't expect you to be like counting bullets and like reloading the right like whatever any of that shit and so when that minigun came out i was like oh okay we're not we're not afraid yeah. we're yeah. we're fine with we're going a little bit it. of fun and then i mean on top of that i i'd watch the snoop dog movie because this Absolutely. guy's loaded man he's also got the light bomb that he uses there at the end Never explained. Never or explained. Or set up at all. Snoop or just how like he survives. <laughs> no. They're like, Snoop and Jamie Foxx are running through these catacombs. Again, there are just these catacombs underneath LA. And then the vampire lady's like, you are in a holy place. Never explained. So Never cool. Never explained what that means. So cool. Incredibly I'll find out cool. later. I don't care. I don't care for now. I'm just like, what does that mean? That's interesting. Snoop like pushes Jamie Foxx ahead, shoots a gate down to like lock him off from the vampires that are chasing them. And he's like, you got to You got to get out of here, man. He turns around, flips open the coat and just has like like UV bars on his chest. But yeah. it looks like a you know, it looks like a bomber vest. And then he like pulls pins out and then a light explosion happens and they yeah. assume he's dead. And then like the stinger for the right before the trailer, right before the uh, credits is that he just comes out alive. Yeah, that's great. Snoop also, also does has West this... Side Forever before. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he makes the hand gesture. That's also in his contract. Like, what the fuck, Snoop Dogg? 
there's also this great bit. Uh, Snoop and when Snoop's doing this fight in this uh, tight little hallway, Snoop gets bitten, uh, and uh, mm. <laughs> Jamie Fox is like, "Hey, man." You're right. You you okay? You're you're kind of like bleeding there. And he just Snoop Dogg gets a solid thirty five seconds to just say no. I'm fine in as many different ways as he can. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. It feels like they just wrote Snoop says something clever. <laughs> and instead, of, and then they were like Snoop, we want to get a couple of different takes. So if you've got a couple of different like badass action movie sign off things, yeah. Just give us a second to reset between each take and we'll do it again. He was like, I'll do them all in one take and you can cut out which one you like most. <laughs> he, he's just like, he's just like, I'm fine. And Jamie Foxx is like, you don't look fine. He's like, I can walk it off. I walked off shit like this before. It's like, you look really bad, though. He's like, no, nah, man, you know, we're from the streets. We can't let this bring us down, you know? And it's like, Snoop, we, oh, my God, Snoop. It's and like, then he's like, we've been fighting this fight. We've seen this before. This ain't nothing, all right? We've been through this. We've been fighting this fight. And you're like, that's just not how this works. But I don't care. I believe Snoop. you, Snoop. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, my God. It's so much fun. Um should should we rank this vampire who yeah, I think we will should. actually do quite well? She's going to do great. Uh, I just want to say real quick, I recommend this to everyone. If you just want to have a few laughs and watch some good fights, there's a great machete everyone. usage it's in not this too. It's not scary enough. It's it's scary enough. It's no. not really scary though. It's just yeah. kind of a little tense sometimes. This but movie it's is very like, funny. Um, there is also a very fun mystery. I was trying to figure out what the truck was that Jamie Foxx drives. You guys, it's beautiful beautiful blue uh toyota or chevy chevrolet excuse me could not figure out what it was googling around go on uh jalopinic.com which is a car website this was posted today at 1 20 p.m jb fox's truck and day shift might be the coolest pickup we know nothing about <laughs> and the whole article is the person being like on the sur- okay so he says, now on the surface the truck looks like a 1970s chevrolet c20 with a long bed and a sweet roll bar looking more closely pack the past the fake fat- Past the fake patina, we see that the fenders don't look quite right, and the suspension seems awfully not 1970s Chevy, and even has shiny bolts. This has me wondering what the hell is going on with this, the coolest movie truck since the Jeep Gladiator from Tremors. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I reached out to the production company on Instagram and the director on Instagram, and no one has gotten back to me for it uh, so far. So please, if you know what this truck is, let me know, because it is an excellent looking truck. I'd also just like to say... Tremors is another great comparison for what this should be like. For those who haven't watched Tremors, the first one is elite. All right. This is a great monster movie. There also happens to be like five more. (laughs) All right. And I'm not saying I want five of these, but I'm saying if we get two more, I'm going to be really happy. It should just spawn sequels and prequels. I'd watch the obvious sequel with Jamie Foxx and Snoop Dogg back. Yes. Maybe give Snoop a little bit more money so he can be around a bit more. Yes. Um, I would watch the spinoff movie about the two brothers. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because there's a line drop about how they're the reason that there aren't really any vampires left in the valley. Yeah. I would also watch the, let's say, mm, two season, maybe 20 episodes cumulative John Boyega led TV show. <laughs> In this same world, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something out there. Please, please. I like John Boyega. I like two seasons, but you know what I want? Yes, I want it as a western. I basically modern want, western or no. a vintage. Oh, I want like a vintage western. You want, want Deadwood, but with vampires? Exactly. I want this uh-huh. thing set like 120 years ago. All right, people are still sort of getting their shit sorted out there. And one guy's got to come into town and fix the vampire problem. Well, because in perhaps the most confusing bit of world building that is there to raise questions and is never answered. When they first walk into the union, we see two photos on the wall. We see Frederick Douglass yes, that's right, that's right. right dead in center on the right wall when you walk in. That's and right. on the left wall, about a few feet down, is Abraham Lincoln. It's wonderful. Big portraits. And I'm like... Why the fuck are they on the... Did they found this? What and is Abraham going Lincoln's on? Abraham Lincoln's is framed with two axes, and you're like... I think it's an Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter reference. I think it is. That's exactly what it is. Is and this yet, supposed to be the same universe? Is it supposed to be the same universe? Because if you're telling oh, me we man. can get one where it's Abraham Lincoln hunting down vamps... Totally. I'm in. 
I'm well, so if, they're, if, with John if they Boyega. just came out and were like, if they do another movie and then if they do like a uh, an in-between qual or whatever, yeah. if they were like, look, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter is absolutely part of this universe. You should watch that and then watch our yeah. like 1890s, let's say, maybe. Yeah. Maybe even like 1900s yeah. sort of thing. And great. then you watch this one and then you watch the sequel and then you can watch the TV show. And you get that like slight turn of the century, like technology boost that would be going on. It would be awesome. Anyway, I've, that's our I've pitch. Seen, <laughs> I've been seeing lots of clips from Peaky Blinders because they just finished up. Um, and that's an excellent show as well. I'd also I would go for maybe a just in this universe. I don't think the valley is necessarily the most important piece no. of this puzzle. I mostly just like the idea of there being a union for vampire hunters. Yeah. And charismatic leading <laughs> characters. I think we could do maybe like a gangster land one. Do oh, like twenties, thirty Chicago vampire hunter. That'd be great. Kind of this an explanation. Maybe maybe the vampires started on the East Coast, kept getting pushed west with ah, expansion. I like that. I like that. And then San Fernando, the lady, is she's this is part of her return as she pushes them back west. That's why she's got to rebuild the whole system over here. And then we get Day, the prequel movie about the First Nations people who fought the vampire hunters. See, fought the now vampires. we're rolling. Okay, listen, it's really easy to build a cinematic universe. Yeah. I don't know why everybody pretends like it's so hard. I totally agree. We just it's came up with the whole super one. super easy. Netflix, reach actually. out to us because we've got this for you. Okay. We will we will sell that for a very reasonable rate, I think. Absolutely. It does not, do not take crave, much to buy me. We do not crave money. We crave a little bit of money. We crave a little bit of money. And a lot of good movies. And then some influence on movies. All right? That's all I want. Oh, we yeah, we can be producers on it. Yeah, let me be a producer. God, let me be somebody that gets their head chopped off. Please, I want to be that vampire. Oh, the okay, yeah, sorry, the last one. Jamie Foxx slams the TV down on a vampire's yes. head once, <laughs> and the vampire is still alive, and Jamie Foxx is like, fuck that, and he kicks the TV and chops his head off with a TV. It's very, wonderful. very good. It's great. Oh, man. Uh, charisma and humor. Uh, listen, she's crazy, but uh, she's great. <laughs> are, we, are we doing these as separate categories still? Um, oh, I'm, okay. yes, I'm sorry, charisma, charisma. So charisma. I just kept it in there so I wouldn't forget. Yeah, her charisma scores got to be pretty great too yeah. uh uh it's not going to be an elite territory i don't think because she's just a little too chaotic for that yeah but if she reaches into the the sixes uh maybe even a seven what do you think i think a, i'm trying to look for another seven 7.1 is where we put abbott and costello meet frankenstein and 7.6 is where we put curse of the judas chalice and i think I think oh. she's easily fits in there. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's and that was when they were context. combined scores still. That was yeah. part of the humor was in there as well. I, I think a seven, maybe yeah. even a 7.12-ish. Yeah, I go with a 7.2. She's really fun. Like a, she's just great. Yeah, she's very. She's the other she's, thing. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know she's a good liar because she's got an oh, established yeah. practice as a real estate agent. Okay. She's selling homes to people who aren't vampires. So she yeah. can turn on the charm there. 7.2 feels good. Uh, and speaking of feel good or feeling good, when you feel good, you look good. What do you think? Are, uh, <laughs> it's not quite how that goes. Holy shit, uh, that was a roller coaster to get there. <laughs> what do you think the fashion sense is like? What's what's she doing? Um, she doesn't have anything unique. She's mostly just kind of wearing realtor chic. Yeah. But she looks good. She looks good doing it. She looks good. Hair's good. Outfits are tight. It's nothing, you know, nothing iconic, I'd say. But no. the idea of that kind of like... A lot of pencil skirt, like like pants or um, uh, skirt suits, whatever you I don't know what you call them. Yeah, um, that sort of vibe. And like, she got it and looks good. We all know that there's there are women out there who dress like that who are like evil inside, right? Yes. Yeah. That's why it's so good. That's why yes. it's so perfect. Absolutely. I like that. It's I like that. If you want to look at this movie as a metaphor for gentrification, you can. Yes, one hundred percent. It doesn't feel like for all of its for everything I think it did really well. Bright was a little too on the nose sometime. Yes. And I like that this I got the metaphor of this. Yeah. But it's also not. I hadn't maybe. thought to compare this to Bright, but that's a really great call. And I'd say this is more successful in many ways. Intelligence. Um, I think I think she's very smart. I agree. She's got a great plan here. Yes. Frankly, her biggest weakness is that she's overconfident, really. At the end there, yeah. Yeah. there's no reason she should have been caught off guard. Is it ridiculous to give her another seven? I was thinking higher than that. Really? What are you thinking? 
Like an eight? Yeah, honestly, I'm like, I'm She's trying to find together who a very strong network of vampires uh, very quickly. And I think that's we, impressive. Because the Batman versus Dracula is kind of the vibe I got. You know, someone who can oh. blend in with human society. Someone yeah. who can interact with people, but clearly has a little something behind the eyes there. I don't think she's an 8.7. I don't think she's quite Van Helsing level. Yeah. Because I don't think she's just, I think she's just like tactically smart, not necessarily knowing about like, yeah, you know, science and all this she's, stuff. She's got a plan and she's yeah. socially very aware, but I agree. It's, it's not like she is a, she's a schemer. She's not a like, I'm going to outwit, outsmart and outdo all of you. Uh, schemer, so, not a dreamer. Yeah. I, I could go for an eight. I think just a straight up eight. Straight like up I, eight. I, I, she's very smart, and I like her plan she's a lot. Gonna, she's going to score pretty great because her combat score. Combat score, oh man! I mean, she's super fast. I mean, she moves at literally the speed of a blur. Okay. The only way they kill her is by setting a trap. Yeah, and she kind of like kills herself. Hand to hand, she kills herself. Hand to hand combat, no. You're going to lose. Guns, no. no. Vampires are really resilient in this, too. I mean, you Crazy. it, it literally shit. takes severing her head to get her. And even then, she still has a few moments of life after her head was severed. Plus, as we have established, Dave Franco's character loses his head and he just has to get it back on there and regrow. There's a chance yeah. she could come right back from this. I think she's like an, like an 8, 8.5. Because she's she quite nine? strong, too. She might push for a 9. She just maybe maybe like an eight point eight. Look, here's the thing: if we had seen her fighting the twins and kicking their ass, she'd easily be, be a nine, like yes. no question. It's Jimmy Fox, who's great. He's a great fighter. She's fighting him one on one though, which is definitely in her favor. Uh, I, I think eight point five. I think an eight point five. I'll agree. She's an upside player you've, though. She could be way better me than back that. down. I agree. I uh, think yeah. I think with the right motivation. Yeah. And she's been doing this for a bit. She's she's got to be pretty dang old. She is an elder. She's what's called an elder, which I believe in this universe is anything over than a older than a hundred years. Yeah, she's an I elder. Try, I really like that. I really like that. System. Spider was the other one we were thinking of. Yes, thank you. Spider vampire. Oh, yep. I imagine they're the bendy, freaky ones. Yeah, they like you said. They there are everybody kind of crawls, crawls a little bit. Everybody kind of goes around. There is one point where they like have JB Fox has an upside down knife fight with one of them because one of them like bends herself in half and like picks up a knife with her feet and has a little sword fight. And yeah. that's that's cool. good movie making right there. That's just <laughs> that's just cinema. Uh, Shape shifting zero zero. She doesn't do it. We got nothing. No. Miscellaneous. Uh, she kills flowers. That's true. That was that really cool. That scene's crazy and never referenced again. That's a really good point. She just walks by a row of flowers outside a house when she's angry and they die. She like holds her intense. hand out a little bit, I guess. Yeah. That's pretty I intense. I don't know. Well, I, this I, is, I, in my mind, uh, this is sort of tied together. They establish some cool vampire lore in this that when you kill a vampire, they emit a pheromone or whatever it was that they used. That yeah. sort of cat that uh, will coat your body in a way that other vampires can track you down and you have to wash it off of yourself. It's a, a cool little thing. It's a really cool bit of lore. And in my mind, she was exuding some sort of control of that. And that's what killed the flowers. Interesting. But she didn't die. She didn't. I mean, yeah, I know. But it was just sort of like if it's a, it's a hormone gotcha. that they have control yes. over, maybe. Um, OK, yes, 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 yes. But regardless, that's a cool little bit. I don't really know what it does for her, but I. It is cool. I, it's cool. I think it's at least a seven. We should also say that she is like real estate, like dynamo. She's that's got... true. I've seen other vampires kill random shit before. I've never seen one. That's like, a... I'm going to take over the San Fernando Valley and own In every property. In the valley too. I mean, yeah. that's, She's that's selling. a tough She's market. moving real estate. Let's give her that actually. That's yeah. very unique. She's I don't a think savvy we're going to see a vampire. We got it. We got to point it out. She's good. 9 9.1. I like that. I like that. It's hard. It's hard. I watch Selling Sunset. It's hard selling. <laughs> God, those two guys from Selling Sunset are fucking vampires, trust oh, me. No doubt. Have no you seen doubt. that show? A little bit, yeah. They're the twins? They're oh my God. Oh, weird Jamie little guys. Kill them next. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. The actor Jamie Foxx. Yeah. <laughs> uh, grand entrance and or exit. Mm, her grand entrance is um I think it's quite good, actually. Her I agree. like entrance scene is she's 
basically doing a hostile takeover of another vampire's turf. And to do this, she's she's like strapped him to the ground with rebar. And she's in sunlight, but she's holding an umbrella so it covers him. And she keeps kind of moving it down a little bit so it almost gets to him. And she's like, look, you can work for me or you can get out of the valley. And he's like, I fuck you. I'm not going to work for you. And she's like, okay. She's like, maybe she's like, we'll dig you up in a hundred years and maybe then you'll change your mind. And they, she moves it, this, the umbrella. So he starts burning alive and then they pour concrete over him. It's great. It's pretty fucking good. It's so fucked up. It's excellent. Yeah. I mean, her exit is cool. Uh, I mean, it's cool. It's a good she, effect. Yeah. Again, she's, she's about to level Jamie Foxx. She thinks she's got him. He has set up the trick wire, which is made of silver and severs her head off. But she gets one more like, fuck you, pool cleaner or whatever it was. And uh, then he then she goes. But I I think you're right. It's the grand entrance. The bit about the concrete is really quite screwed up, even for a vampire. Three and a half. Yeah, I think a three point five is fair. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 good. It's a good it's it's effective. It lets you know yeah. everything about her character. It sets up it, that her power is through influence and control of others. Yes. Not just like physical prowess. Humor. Uh, she's pretty funny. I think she's very funny. Yeah. What do you think? We what don't do have a lot this? to go off on this one. Three? Yeah, I think easy is three. This three is out of five, three, right? This is out of five. 3.6? Yeah, I like a 3.6. She's funny. She's got jokes. She does. We're still also, we're still definitely finding the range. Yeah. With humor, I feel like we're, yeah. we're 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 zeroing in on it more and more, but we still only have three rankings for and, it. And you know, a three point six says that she's in that like C plus C range, which mm-hmm. to me seems very fitting. She's been doing this for a while, and she's clearly evil, but yep. uh, you know, she's got some skill. She's got skill. Well, she's coming in with a forty six point four. Not bad. That's twelfth all time. That's. That is 12th all time. Yep. Not counting Christopher Lee. Yep. Oh, my God. Directly underneath Blade Trinity, which feels very appropriate. The most appropriate thing I've ever seen in this project so far. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This, this movie's uh, this a little a... bit like the Ryan Reynolds Blade movie that never got made. Where, I mean, like, everything is just watching that oh, character. That's kind of what's going on here. Maybe that's why that's this ex- feels so right. Clearly, <laughs> what's going on here? Um, yeah, just, I mean, yeah, if you are in for just a fun horror comedy action movie, watch this movie. It's funny. Check it out. It's just a good, I did not expect it to be this good. We were no. joking. We were just like, you know, Snoop's in it. We'll just, we should watch it for yeah. him at least. Shits and gigs. Came away with Snoop kind of being one of the last things on my mind from this movie. I agree. I mean, he's hilarious when he's in it, but overall you just get... You just could kind of go along for the ride. I mean, you, go, you and I watch a lot of movies, okay? And as to yeah. be expected, sometimes you got to do many. something else while you're watching them, all right? Yeah. Uh, last night, I was, uh, you know, I'm sort of tip-tapping away as I'm watching this. I'm working on something. And it got to that house fight, man, and I was sucked right in. Uh, <laughs> this the is house good. fight, I think, has skyrocketed, and it might be in my top mm, 15 fight scenes of all time. Wow. It's got all of the movement. The camera's interesting. Location is mostly clear. Yeah. It's a unique setting. It's a unique premise. Everyone's strengths and weaknesses are clearly displayed. And storytelling wise, it serves a good part. Can I tell you why this whole movie worked for me? Mm -hmm. Because I knew I knew it worked for me by the end because I was watching it. And the world building had worked on me so thoroughly that every time he was killing a vampire, I was like, oh, shit, that's another 2000 bucks in the pocket. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that's about good. That that's good money. The how when they go into the house at first, they think there's only like four vampires there. And then Jamie Foxx is just like, it's a nest. And all these vampires come rushing out of everywhere. And I was just like, listen, this is a dangerous situation, but it's, it's a lot of money. Yeah. I got so wrapped up in the main character's motivation. That I was I was counting in my head the math. We did say his motivation, right? Yes, it was to get yes <laughs> okay, to get great. the money so his daughter will stay in the valley. <laughs> it's gonna be like yes. it's amazing if we focus so much on the action that we neglected to say why he is, does anything in this. Ah, uh, you know, yeah, we got that. Yeah, no, whatever. We got um, that. Um, well, we should probably get back on the train, huh? Yeah. Choo choo, Dracula, Dracula station rolling out. Um, we had a good break though. A good break. I think we. I think. <sighs> 
God, do we try and do something good or do we ride the high down into the valley? <laughs> uh, you get my logic, right? I like, do, I do, I do. I think we go down into the valley. I think we go down into the valley. We gotta oh, go down no. into the valley. The good news is the, all the remaining movies can nearly fit on one... I don't need to scroll anymore in the spreadsheet that to see all really of That is really nice. I was just thinking that myself. Yeah, we are like super close. Do you want to do 1995's Monster Mash? Oh, and then wow. we can do 2000's Monster Mash the week yeah, after? that sounds great. I like that. I like a little Monster Mash. This looks bad. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hey, hey, what are you freaking out about, huh? This is the writer of, of Sister Sister. Toy Story, Cheaper by the Dozen, and I'd argue two of the greatest movies of all time, Garfield the Movie and Garfield A Tale of Two Kitties. <laughs> Remember Garfield A Tale of Two Kitties? Remember no. the Garfield movie where Garfield finds out that his relative is like a king somewhere? Oh, God. Yeah. Elvis is in this? And it's the same actor who plays the mummy? Oh, it's got a 3.9 out of 10 on IMDb. That's what you love to see. I mean, hey, we're going to, it's a musical, okay? We're going to have fun, right? If there is one thing in this life that I am qualified to comment on, it is musicals about Dracula. Hell yeah. It's made for you, basically. Oh, I also have, uh, through a friend of ours, secured a link to the, I believe, the Broadway production of Dracula the Musical. So we will be adding that to the list officially. That's... It's not good quality, but it is still viewable. So it's we going will... on. The... It's going to happen. It's going to be on the list, yeah. Uh, how you want to leave the show? Oh, sorry, batter up. Oh, can I take on? Oh no, she's 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 whooping my butt. Um, yeah, I think she's going to kick your ass. She's going to kick my ass. I, I have a bat. You said. Yeah, I, I think I you might just get, get a, a baseball hit in, bat. but uh, that's. <laughs> I might get a single hit in, but then she's grabbing that bat, smashing it, and she's going to stake me. Uh, and she's going to turn you into a vampire. Yeah, that's right. That's our favorite hobby. Yeah, that's true. I, I maybe, think that's a very fair self-assessment. Maybe there. I can break the bat. I'll play dead. And when she comes over to turn me, then I'll go, Sha! Do you think Snoop with a bat, just a bat, could beat her? Snoop with the bat is a maybe. I think Snoop with the bat is a maybe. I think Jamie Foxx with the bat is a no. It's a nah. He gets his ass kicked. Yeah. How uh, oh, you want to leave the show? I don't really want to leave this show. This is a fun Neither one. Do I. <laughs> but uh, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna. I like that the the show thing, the how to leave the show thing, was just a fun little special thing for our show to make it fun and unique. Yeah. Evans turned it into almost a threat. I feel like <laughs> of like, how are you gonna get out of here this time? Yeah. What's your what's You're your strategy? For you. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> it was not the intention, but I love it. Uh, no, you know, I'm gonna snag his baby blue truck, and I'm gonna get out of there. All right, I'm yeah. taking it, and I'm gonna drive straight to a dealership, and I'm gonna, like, tell me what the fuck this is. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. The, like. A professional car website is like, we don't know what the hell this car is. It's great. It's a lovely truck. It's a it's a lovely truck. It's, the Chevy logo's on the front. Yeah. There's only so many trucks in the world that it's Chevrolet true. has made. They made a lot, but it's like um, it's 200 models, maybe. Yeah. Also, you know it's not anything pre-1995, 1990. Not. I just love that this is a mystery. I hope this mystery is never solved. Yeah, same. How are you leaving? Uh, I guess I got to take Snoop's truck then, yeah, which is just kind Snoop's of a friend. boring, like modern, maybe a, maybe a, I'm sorry. Yes, it is a Ram 1500. Oh, okay. That makes sense. It's a nice looking truck, but when you've been showing me, oh my God, just this beautiful, beautiful azure blue vintage truck, the whole movie and this like, this modern black monstrosity rolls in at the end. I'm like, yeah. oh. Come on. Just no, no pizzazz. But then Snoop steps, steps out dressed like a goddamn cowboy. It's true. It's great. It's just so confusing, the juxtaposition here, Snoop. It's great. I love it. We'll see you next week where we will be contractually obligated to do the mash, do the monster mash. Good night. Good night. <laughs>